The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. The conversation continues with James Freeman on today's News Talk TNT Radio. The conversation certainly does continue. Um, Hello and welcome to the Freeman Report. My name is James Freeman. I'm a former member of the European Parliament and this is my weekday show where I break down the big issues of our time in our fight for freedom, liberty and justice. It is Wednesday the 3rd of January 2024 and on today's show I'll be welcoming back June Slater to the Freeman Report for her regular slot with me every Wednesday. And we've got a belter of a show lined up for you today to stoke your thoughts and warm your cockles as June and I are convinced that the globalist narrative is falling apart before our very eyes. Whether it's their insistence that we all need to buy electric vehicles and heat pumps to save the planet, or their use of diversity and inclusion policies that gobble up our tax money and make our lives intolerable. Whichever way you cut it or you point to, whichever policy you point to, it is clear that a growing segment of the British public just aren't buying the propaganda any longer. Just as it is with net zero or diversity and inclusion, so it is with the injections. Now, I had a really interesting unsolicited conversation with a nurse who lives in my street the other day. She works at a local hospital. And when I asked how things were going, she said the following. It's a nightmare. Lots of respiratory illnesses, she said. There have been lots of COVID cases, but staff have been told that they need to go to work even if they get ill with COVID. I work with vulnerable patients and I've been told it doesn't matter. I still need to come in if I'm ill with COVID. And then she said something really interesting that was in no way led by me. She said that despite NHS bosses pushing the COVID and flu injections at healthcare staff, Nobody is taking their vaccines any longer. She said, God knows what's in them. I've had five shots, but that's it. I'm not having any more. And everybody is saying the same thing. Now, this is really interesting because do you remember that leaked letter from Judith Paget before Christmas? I think it was back in November. Judith being the CEO of the NHS here in Wales. You know, the letter that was addressed to the directors of all NHS organisations in Wales, where Judith said that she was disappointed at the lack of vaccine uptake of the COVID and flu injections by healthcare staff. In the letter, she asked NHS leaders to share their plans at the next board meeting on how they're going to increase uptake. Now, you should always be very careful about relying on evidence from individual cases. But on this occasion, what I'm hearing on the street backs up the evidence that we're seeing at a macro level. And it's not the only conversation like this I've had either. I've had many other unsolicited conversations similar to this with people who are not tuned in to new media like TNT. So I believe large swathes of the public is now questioning what the hell is in those injections. And sadly, for many, it does mean coming to the painful realisation that they've allowed the government to pump God knows what into their bodies on multiple occasions. The other thing that I want to talk about today with June is these adverts I keep seeing on social media, on TikTok and Twitter and the likes from His Majesty's Revenue and Customs, a.k.a. HMRC. The adverts go something like this. Have you been making money on the side, selling stuff on eBay, delivering for Deliveroo, or selling homemade items on Etsy? Because if you've made more than £1,000, we're coming for you. The adverts go on to say, All of these apps have been forced to share their data with HMRC that is using it to identify those who are not declaring their side hustles. Now, I'm not saying that not paying your taxes is a good thing to do, but it does highlight the absolute perverse state of our system when the government is hounding people who are making a few extra bucks to make ends meet 
While millionaires and billionaires shuffle their money around in shell companies and tax havens, all sanctioned by our very own government. I mean, it's okay to hand out billions in dodgy contracts to friends and donors of the government for PPE that couldn't be used to companies that were set up just weeks before while the government ignored established businesses. That's okay, even in spite of the fact that around 8 billion of PPE had to be burnt because it wasn't fit for purpose. But that's okay, because it was all sanctioned by those in government. And what about all of those tax havens that I was talking about uh, where the British establishment use to hide their wealth? We've seen countless leaked documents over the years showing how wealthy hide their money. But that's okay because it's all sanctioned by the UK government. It is no secret that while millions of British citizens struggle with rising prices and higher bills, the highest tax revenues in a generation, while that is happening, there has been a huge transfer of wealth from the poor to the rich over the past four years. How can this be? Surely we are all in this together, aren't we? That's what they kept telling us in 2021 and 2022 when they told us to roll up our sleeves to save the NHS. It's for the common good. We care about every last one of you, they told us. The truth is, we have witnessed the largest transfer of wealth in history in the past four years as the government closed small to medium-sized businesses while allowing the corporations and the rich to rake it in. Not only did they do that, but they also saddled businesses with huge loans to invest in equipment to allow them to reopen, whether that was plastic screens, new outdoor seating, or the myriad of other stupid measures that do nothing to stop viruses. And so what does the government do after this difficult period for millions? It goes after those, making a few thousand pounds on the side to help ends meet. That's what it does. No mention of extra taxes on the corporations that made bumper profits because they were the only companies allowed to operate during lockdowns. No mention of all of that money that is regularly shuffled off to British tax havens that we know goes on behind the scenes. My point is that while most struggle with the highest taxes in a generation to pay for all of their nonsense over the past four years, on top of higher inflation caused by all of the money printing for things like furlough. While most struggle to pay a mortgage or save for a deposit, the establishment continues to rake it in unabated. While the poorest get even poorer, the richer get even richer. What kind of society is this that we find ourselves in? It's not capitalism that is doing this, no. It is the capture of our system by a corrupt, criminal cabal that milk every last ounce out of the population while they do whatever they want with no consequences whatsoever. And Labour will be no better if they win the next general election. Yes, they'll probably invest more in the NHS and say that they're helping the poorest in society while raising taxes even further. But the truth is, the NHS budget in England is now controlled by private companies. Labour, along with all of the other parties in Westminster, are actively keeping this from the public. But that is what has already been put in place by the establishment of new integrated care boards or ICBs for short. And if you've got no idea what I'm talking about, please go and watch my show with Dr. Bob Gill just before Christmas. Just go to tntradio.live and find the Freeman Report under shows. Anyway, my point is that we live under a grossly unfair corrupt system where the rich can do what they like while the government hounds the poor for a few quid um, they are making just to get by. I'm fed up with this corrupt system that we live under, aren't you? Right, that's got me hot under the collar, that has. If you want to get in touch, then please email me at jamesfreeman at tntradio.live. And as always, if you want to join in the conversation, 
get yourself over to tntradio.live and click on the chat icon. My name is James Freeman, and this is the Freeman Report for today's News Talk TNT. Going 360 on the headlines. It's really well-balanced conversation. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hello, Gemma. How are you doing? Hello, James. It's interesting to hear that you picked up on that story because that's exactly what Rick Munn and I were talking about an hour ago on uh, Locked and Loaded. And uh, Rick was saying that it looked like a capital loss tax because he made a very good point. If you're trading uh, and you're selling secondhand items, you, you've bought it at the premium price, you sell it at a loss, and yet you're still being taxed on the gain, alleged, the alleged gain. He said he was going to go away and have a look at that a little bit more. I was rather wondering if the, the government are coming after people selling as a side hustle um, because um, so many people are refusing to pay tax. I know quite a few in the freedom movement that run their own business and have said, you know what, I'm not going to do it. And I wonder if that's a microcosm of a macrocosm globally as well, where people say, no, I'm not going to fund your wars. I'm not going to fund your PPE schemes or, you know, like you're sick of it. Lots of people are sick of it. So I wonder yeah. if that's why they're going after lots of small people just trying to make a buck, you know, trying to save for Christmas, trying to save for a holiday just by doing a little bit on the side. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, it is on um, profits. It's not just on buying and selling because, you know, I mean, I – buy lots of technology. So I actually sell lots of technology and I buy lots of technology. And, um, you know, when I've sort of used, I don't know, my camera and I want to update it, I sell the one that I bought on eBay. So, you know, and I, I won't have to pay tax on that, even though that is in the thousands because I haven't actually made money from it. So it only applies to people who've made more than a thousand pound in profit from buying and selling, you know, like sites like Etsy, for example, where you can sell homemade stuff i mean i've bought stuff off there um quite frequently you know just ornamental stuff around the house that kind of thing um so it is i mean look you know that is the, the tax system that we have but so i'm not kind of saying to people don't pay your taxes because that would be stupid because especially in today's world where they can get the data from ebay and the other companies you know you're just going to get yourself into trouble and there's one person that doesn't need a warrant to enter your house in the uk and that's hmrc customs and revenue they can just they they have got some serious powers so i i pay my taxes and i would encourage everyone else to do the same the point i'm trying to make is that the system that we live under the legal system the you know and all of that is grossly unfair and it is corrupt because the rich do what they want they move their monies they avoid tax um, they, you know, they do all sorts of dodgy stuff behind the scenes and they just get away with it. It's sanctioned by government. And yet here we see the government going after people that are struggling after we've just been through the largest transfer of wealth in a generation. And it really does make me angry, really does. Well, it's interesting that we both focused on the same thing. I mean, great minds think alike here on on TNT. And, you know, we were talking about it, Rick and I were talking about it. Now you're bringing it up. And I'll just echo one more point that you just made before I move on to the story, my story, um, which is, yeah, you're quite right. It's all sanctioned by the government. And in 2019, the corporate corporate tax evasion stood at 1.5 billion. And the UK at that point was the global leader in corporate tax evasion in the world, you know, because it's all hand in glove and they make it easy for corporations to avoid it. They don't make it easy for the little person, us 99% on the bottom who are just trying to make a little extra, they make it easy for us. But as you rightly say, you don't mess with HMRC. You don't. That's just the last yeah. thing you want to do is antagonize the tax man. Yeah. Yeah. What the thing we need to do is go for the system. And I think people are starting to get really angry because it's all out in the open now. You know, all of these dodgy PPD deals, most of the public are aware of that going on. They know that our politicians have all got shares in healthcare companies. And, you know, Rishi Sunak, for example, has apparently got, um, you know, um, 500 million invested in Moderna. He won't answer the question, which kind of leads you to suspect that it's probably true. Um, and we know they're all at it. You know, they've all got um, investments in all these co companies. So they're kind of feeding all of that. And I'm sure there's a lot more dodgy stuff like than that going on behind the scenes with politicians. And at the same time, they're turning the screw on us um, and people are getting fed up. And I'm pleased that they are because we do need to fight this system. It's the system that is set up against us. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll just have a brief mention then before you go to the break of a, a story that I think doesn't bode well for one of our globalist representatives here in the UK, which is Sadiq Khan. Um, he's facing the mayoral elections this year and some very kind of disappointing stats on uh, the rise in uh, knife crime uh, today that uh, don't bode well for him at all and the deaths of young people. This follows the death of Henry Pittman, that 16-year-old teenager that was stabbed to death on New Year's Eve when he went with some friends to Primrose Hill in London to watch the fireworks. Um, some some very disturbing stats have come out about the level of teenage homicides, um, which has risen since last year, and the amount of those homicides that are fatal stabbings, which is 85%. Now, last year, Sadiq Khan's office got into trouble by claiming falsely that knife crime had dropped in the capital. They were quickly rebuked by uh, uh, the uh, Office for uh, Office for Statistics Regulations or Office for Statistics Re Regulations, because it turned out that the only cohort where knife crime had dropped slightly was in the under 25s. Well, these figures that have come out uh, show that uh, teenage deaths are up and they're up as a result of knife crime. So even that cohort has now gone up. Overall, knife crime has increased in the capital in the last year by 21%. Um, and this is likely to be a big, issue in the mayoral elections which are fast looming obviously we know that khan you know we're talking about the globalist agenda being seen right through khan is a real wef and who proponent they're all watching very closely the ULES schemes and the who have said if it's successful in london they want to roll it out to all the mayors in the world uh, that are obviously under their control um so is his day are his days numbered if people are seeing through the globalist agenda is he on his way out and will these knife crime figures that have come out today with relation to young people and knife crime as a whole uh signal part of his demise yeah and no, Gemma, interesting i don't know whether you've got this stats but um do you have any information on which demographics um we're seeing most the majority of these knife crimes within or the victims well as i say last year they claimed that knife crime was down and it they only picked one cohort which was the under 25s and actually knife crime was down a little bit in that cohort so they they seized on that and made a headline out of it uh, in city hall in london but that cohort which they've sort of gleefully trotted out last year as be able to say oh look everything's gone down that cohort's now gone up um so the right. statistics have come i think from the office of statistics oh, the actual statistics on the knife crime have come from Office for National Statistics. It's 21% increase as a whole. The only group that had slightly dropped last year was the under 25s. Uh, 2022, this was now, but it looks like in 2023, it's gone back up. I was thinking more about in terms of ethnic minorities, because of course, you know, um, you, this is where Sadiq Khan gets a lot of his votes from. Um, and when I say ethnic minorities, I'm talking about as the country as a whole, because, of course, in London, we do have a higher pro proportion of those that are not sort of, um, you know, you classic um, sort of white English people. Um, and I'm just wondering whether, you know, he's going to lose support, big support from that demographic because of this knife crime because my understanding is although i haven't got the figures in front of me is that a lot of these um knife crimes are happening in the black community um which is where he gets a lot of his votes for from well i haven't been able to break it down by that much I, th this uh, report out today specifically talks about young people uh, and the rise in teenage homicides and the amount of homicides that are stabbing uh, following on from the 2022 drop that in 2023 it looks like it's gone uh, back up, um, which, as I say, for the globalist, Mr. Khan, with the election, mayoral elections looming, uh, doesn't bode yeah. well. And you're quite right. Will he lose support in those core areas? As more and more people are seeing, I mean, Ulysses hasn't done him any favours because it's so obvious to anyone with half a brain cell that that is a globalist thing. Nobody asked for it and it's become upon us. But yeah, it's one to watch, isn't it, as the elections get underway? Will people even lose faith in the election process as a whole and not bother voting for anyone? over the mayoral elections. That's something to watch yeah. as well as people turn away from party politics and think, I can't be bothered anymore. Well, I'm hoping, look, I don't support the Conservatives. I think they're a bunch of crooks, but I would like to see them get in. I think they're the only um, other realistic proposition that could actually win the election. And of course, they've said that they will get rid of, um, you know, the expanded ULES around London if they get in. And I think that would be a huge victory. It really would um, for other schemes, you know, because we've got other schemes coming in down the road across the UK now. So this would be a model um, for all of the activism and all of the protests which have gone on over that. So let's let's keep our fingers crossed. I was going to say hope and pray, but I'm not religious. Let's keep our fingers crossed that that happens this year. 
All right, thank you very much, Gemma. Um, look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. And to the rest of you, don't go anywhere because after this short break, I'll be welcoming back June Slater after a short break. So stay tuned with me, James Freeman on TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. The double standard is out there. It's so obvious. It's so frustrating. Eric Holder gets held in contempt of Congress for defying a congressional subpoena. Nothing happens. Obama's DOJ didn't pursue it. Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro defy a congressional subpoena. Joe Biden's DOJ criminally prosecutes them. Criminally prosecutes them for defying a congressional subpoena. And now we've got congressional subpoenas of Hunter Biden and James Biden, the resident's brother. And guess what? Nothing's going to be done by Merrick Garland, Barack Obama, Joe Biden's DOJ. That's right. I said Barack Obama. Obama's the shadow president. He's not the one pulling the strings. He wasn't pulling the strings in his own administration. You know, Valerie Jarrett was his minder. Where is the Iranian-born Valerie Jarrett these days? Haven't seen or heard much of her. It's because the Democrats are smart. Timothy Shea on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. A hoax about carbon dioxide in the climate has caused a global energy and economic disaster. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Right, welcome back. And sorry for the um, slightly long ads there. We just had a few technical issues um, we were trying to sort out. But we have got June. Um, We've got her on the line at the moment, but not on video. We're going to try and get her on video in the next break. So straight over to June for her monologue of the week. Because nature made her a girl is screaming at me in my message box that I'm an unwanted elderly vagina. Well, I think that's what she meant. And all because I complained about a Green Party candidate that had a stinking, rotting, body fluid stained mattress on his front lawn. He's the Green Party, remember? Sorry, her front lawn. Apparently, we have to forgive these biohazard indiscretions because he's now decided he has a minge and he can prove this with his grotesque wigs and matronly frocks. Trans, the free pass for unsuitable behaviour. Then we've got the climate activists that use every byproduct from the oil industry like puffer jackets, cell phones, the cars they arrive in, even some elements of the glue they use to adhere themselves to the tarmac being soothed by overweight policemen that turn blue as they attempt to bend down to give water to the human stingers stopping the traffic. We've got cat litters in schools in case some overlooked unremarkable kid decides identifying as a cat gives her the kudos her spotty face and bad temper never afforded her. I can't wait for the selfies on Instagram as she tries to bury her turds. Mummy hasn't got the gonads to stand up to her obnoxious brat. She's going to sweat it out at Pilates instead. We've got a set of leaders from the consolations shelf under the subheading, here's what you should have voted for. Running the country, running the country into the ground, one claiming to be a patriotic second generation immigrant with two passports and a carbon footprint the size of a small country. The free world as a patient in the White House, trading as an actual bona fide president, with a vice president with the IQ of a shopping trolley. The wheels are turning, but not necessarily together. And the adrenochrome junkies litter Hollywood with enough virtue signaling to cover the surface of Jupiter as they pervert the idea that cockroaches are yummy and wearing indoor clothing to stay warm is fun. In their 12-bedroom 
beachfront mansions. Auntie Betty is expected to go to bed at six o'clock to avoid switching her heating on to save the planet from future generations of what exactly? The WEF don't even want humans to survive in their current form. So what will we actually be? People sign up for Dry January because it's an excellent cover story for the fact they got too sloshed and have no money left because for some idiotic reason one night a year it's acceptable to pay four times the price for food, drink and taxes on the promise of wishing somebody Happy New Year in a junk, drunken stupor. I promised the People's Channel has morphed into the Tory Channel and now leaves the hot topics to burn out as they concentrate on much of the same bullshit distractions that the rest of them use. Anyway, enough about the good times. Here's to you and yours wading through the swamp traffic, trying to rattle a few cages, wake a few sleepers, and generally try to avoid the country going down the shitter faster than a junkie's stash during a police raid. Happy new bollocks. <laughs> Well Sorry done, about June. that. Well done. June, because we're a little bit behind schedule, we're going to go to the break now and then we'll discuss your monologue straight after the break. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned with me, James Freeman, on today's News Talk TNT. TNT Radio News. Big news. Matt Boyland here with your TNT headlines. The White House has gone on the offensive, trying to convince Americans that President Biden is working hard to combat the immigration crisis plaguing the country. Israel has rejected a new deal tabled by Hamas that would have established a long-term ceasefire in exchange for hostages held by the group. And Russia has launched a fresh wave of airstrikes on Ukraine just days after carrying out its biggest aerial bombardment of the country since the war began. The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live Right, okay. So, um, let's talk about that monologue, the Green Party candidate. Um, June, what a joke he was, wasn't he? Um, do you remember those photos in the newspaper? Yeah, that's what I was going on about. It's, I'm not really... The fact he's trans is a side issue. What we're losing the plot here, this man is stood in front of what looks to be, <clears throat> I would say, a council property with an unmade garden. Nobody's ever put any time and effort into that. Filthy, dirty windows and a mattress on his front lawn, a filthy, stained mattress. He's in a dirty vest. He's going bald, but he's got long hair. Very strange. And that's... That's the candidate. That. <laughs> you think you've got a bit of the lurgies like, <laughs> like me, we're both um, suffering. <laughs> that was a massive scene. Yeah. I've just moved Mount Etna with that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, June, I did see those photos. And look, you know, I don't judge people by how they look in general, right? But this guy. It's like something out of the, um, what was it? You know, what was that program, that comedy program where, are you local? Are you local? It, I mean, it literally League looks like um, the League, League of, of Gentlemen. Gentlemen. That's it. Yeah. I mean, he literally Tugsley. looks like that. He looks yeah. like a bloke in a wig having a laugh at us. And he's an actual official candidate for the Green Party, isn't he? Yeah, is is what they're prepared to put forward. He's he's going to make decisions for other people's lives, and he can't even run his own life properly. The state of his dwelling shows you that. If someone's going to represent me at council level or at government level, I want to see them in clean clothes, with washed hair, well groomed, up early, not suffering from drink, not stood there smoking a cigar like our former health minister with a load of booze and food spilled down the top. Um, I want people, I want to look up to people that are running my life and I'm looking at people that I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow them to run a tap, let alone a life. And they're putting <laughs> themselves forward to, to tell us how to live. They're going to actually, yeah. if he gets in, he's going to be able to tell thousands of people what they should do he's going to be responsible for budgets he clearly cannot control because he'd live in a better he'd be in a better place in his own life if he could control a budget 
and this is what you know it's all starting from the council level upwards um we need more ordinary people to get involved at council level to stop these idiots gaining ground yeah now the other thing worth mentioning about this story is that he was um i think it was in the general election the last general election he was actually a a candidate for the conservative party so how you go from the conservatives to the green party i don't know but i think the wider question for me is who are the people at the top of the green party um obviously we've got an elected member of parliament in the green party what the hell are they do doing sanctioning this i mean that's the big question for me because you get all sorts of nutters standing for parliament but the fact that we've got this person and it's being sanctioned by actual people in parliament it really does make the mind boggle doesn't it well i think there's a lot more to politics than people realize somebody told me who was a councillor uh, his wife stood for the green party and the other reason she stood for the green party is once she signed up you got 12 grand to help run your campaign she didn't do anything she didn't get in she didn't I, I mean i'm not sure how it works but you do get money and i think it's i think the whole system's corrupted i, th I think it stinks i think we're in a mess with politics uh. but whether it's politics or not the pushback the pushback is having some serious effect on what's happening to us because you've only got to look at how the woman in Harvard, who was the first female leader, uh, walk as anything, uh, pushing trans issues. She's had to step down because she's been doing something dodgy. Uh, big tech allegedly going to be 90% less people in the diversity, equity and inclusion departments. Ford and General Motors have had to commit to producing internal combustion engines until 2030 because the market demands it. Because Ford went over their flagship massive um four-wheel drive pickup truck yeah now june uh, before we, we before we run EV ahead because i know electric on isn't selling i know i know we're going to talk about the narrative in a minute and and you know the evidence that we're seeing that it's actually falling to bits which is kind of what you're talking about there but i'd like to stay on this question of politics um first um it, it just staggers me the state of politics and the fact that people are still voting Conservative and Labour. Um, you know, we talk about this a lot on the show, June, but I do wonder if things need to get a whole lot worse before the, 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 the you know, the silent majority, as they're called, start to wake up and realise that this is just a game. Well, I think the problem is that it does... The Tories, it, nothing's changed apart from a few people are angrier. Uh, the Tories are still running their campaign. I see it on the Bruges group. Well, you know, if you don't vote for the Tories, you'll let Labour in. I don't care. I'm a Tory voter. I've been self-employed most of my life. I'm middle class. I pay a higher rate of tax. I'll stomach Labour. I'll put up with Labour because at least I know they're going to shaft me. I will not vote for a party that's pretending to be my friend when they're not. They're crippling small businesses. It's supposed to be the party of small businesses. They have been completely duplicit in their goals and ambitions, which bear no resemblance to their manifesto. And unfortunately, the most valuable thing anyone can do is talk to your friends in real life who might be voting for the Tory party because believe me, the sooner we get the corporate, the corporation's biggest ally, which is the Tory party, out of power, the corporations won't like it. The corporations won't want to, they don't want to survive, they want to gobble everybody else up. So we, we need, we need to get rid of the Tory party and and it needs to it needs a rebirth yeah no i think it you're right there um well well we're still in this system which is polarized whereby you know we've got the first past the post system which means people do buy into this argument that you know if you vote for the other any other party doesn't have to be red or blue if you vote for any other party you're giving a vote to the party you definitely don't want to get in you know we until we move out of that 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 trap that we're in at the moment we do um we do need the tories to have a, a rebirth and i think that will happen but let's be honest though i mean the corporations i don't i don't accept your point there with the corporations i think they're happy whichever party gets in they were quite happy under blair um and i think they'll be quite happy under starmer because starmer is another blair 
he's um he's not a, a you know he's not there for the working class people if you speak to anybody on the true left they know that he's a, a cuckoo in the nest um and that he's not going to deliver working class policies he's there like rishi sunak is to deliver the globalist policies right june let's move on then to what you were touching on then because i know that you've got strong views on the narrative um and and how people are viewing it because i think people are not buying into it anymore are they well i think what we've got to remember people who are listening to this show are already wide awake that's why they're using tnt um what I notice is the difference between the way I blog and other people is I get a lot of feedback from my messages and what people tell me about their lives. And I look at them all thousands. I'm talking, you know, 150 messages a day is a lot of people. Uh, and I don't see, um, when I used to put anything up about the vaccines, for instance, being harmful and dangerous and not tested properly, my response on Facebook had gone down to like, 57 likes from hundreds um it's back up to hundreds now people are accepting it people realize there's something wrong people are now connecting the dots that oh it's not just what they did with covid and the lockdowns it's covered in the lockdowns it's the climate claptrap we've gone straight into that and the trouble is um i do think the globalists have um they've jumped too quick they've, it's premature ejaculation that's what it is of of uh of the hand of evil, however dramatic you want to be. It's just greed, really. It's like anything else, greed. They want it for themselves. 1,500 jets flew to Davos last year. How many will there be this year to talk about philanthropic ways to increase our taxes so they can decrease theirs? People allegedly, oh, he's giving, you know, Bezos is giving his wealth away. No, he's not. He'll be creating a foundation like the rest of them. They're swapping yeah. pockets. That's all they're doing. I've got all my wedge in my left-hand pocket, and I'm paying an obscene amount of tax. If I transfer it to me, foundation pocket i save a load of tax and the other thing to notice about these people with the foundations um they have to give five percent of their takings as it were to a, a charity of their choice they have to give five percent away why don't they give all of it away why don't they give 25 percent of it away not one of them and i've googled a lot happy to stand corrected if somebody finds one i haven't found one foundation that gives more than five percent they treat it as a ceiling and it's not a ceiling, it's a starting point. So that's the sort of people yeah. you're dealing with. They're fake. They'll stand there, your Hillary Clintons, your Obamas, your Meghan Markles. They'll stand there, wave at the crowd and tell you how marvellous they are, how they care about you so much, but they care about themselves far, far more. I mean, you know, th yeah. these people know the narrative's fake. They, they know that they're lying. Yeah, it's definitely not like the um, the philanthropists from history. Like when you look back to the UK here, you know you have people that um, invested in and 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 sort of built facilities for whole villages, um, houses, water, um, and whole systems. And and you know they were the true philanthropists. These new philanthropists, um, the globalists. It's all about them. It's not about giving them money away. Anyway, June. We've got to, I'm going to have to cut you off there because we've got to go to a quick break, but we'll carry on this conversation after this short break. So don't go anywhere. Stay with me, James Freeman, on today's News Talk TNT Radio. <laughs> My baby's back from the West Coast. <laughs> Hear those pictures that you asked for for your school project? First day of school, cute as a button. <laughs> <laughs> so long ago. Oh, here's Grandma Florence after that flood wiped out the whole neighborhood. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And is the best way to protect that legacy. Ah, those beans smell heavenly. Mm -hmm. Give mom a little credit. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. Oh, great idea. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. I'm coming to share with you guys. Protect your legacy. Plan for natural disasters today. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan. We are for pets. We do anything for them because they do everything for us. We are for people, for those who love pets unconditionally. We are for good. From adoptions and veterinary care to disaster relief and fighting pet hunger, 
we stand together to create a better world for pets and families in need. We are PetSmart Charities. For pets, for people, for good. You're with James Freeman and the Freeman Report on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Right, Najoon, um, I don't know whether you listened to my introduction, but I talked about um, two things. One of them was the narrative falling to bits, which we've already kind of touched on. But the other one was, um, you know, I spend a fair bit of time on social media, whether that's TikTok or Twitter, just gauging, watching um, and sort of looking for new stories. And I keep on seeing these um, adverts from His Majesty's Revenue and Customs. And basically what they're saying to people is, you know, if you've been using eBay, um, Etsy and all these other, um, there's you know, there's loads of these apps to sell stuff and make money on the side. If you've made more than a thousand pound, we're coming for you. Um, and it really does, you know, these are people that are trying to make ends meet. You know, they're not people ripping off millions, you know, like a lot of the dodgy businessmen and politicians are. And it just does, it, it kind of, I don't know. It, it kind of it really does display in full view the system that we're in. You know, the, the government is coming down and hounding people who are making a few extra bucks just to make ends meet by selling, you know, crap on eBay or whatever. And yet, you know, we've got tax havens. We've got the government giving away billions in contracts, dodgy PPO contracts, PPE contracts, you know, for PPE that had to be burnt. It really does kind of paint quite a stark picture of the society we live in doesn't it well the worst case scenario is that we're run by fools um i could even cope with them being evil more than i can cope with them being fools um so i think the fools and the, the reason that the fools they're just not look when a farmer buys 500 battery ends He's not bothered about the battery ends. He'll unload them. Some will get damaged out of the crates. They'll get chucked in a pen, and there's not much thought for the welfare. Some of them are buying thousands at a time. I think that's how our government see the people. They're not interested in us. They, they wouldn't talk to us. I mean, you've got a prime minister who's getting uh, corrected on Twitter for misinformation. That's what's happening to our prime minister. Does it get any worse than that? Um and he's, he comes out, it reminds me of the Hunger Games. If you watch the film, The Hunger Games, um, where everything's zoned and nobody can get any food, I mean, we're at the beginning of it here. We're, we're, just, we're, we're just being uh, deassembled, and a lot of people don't get it. I've, I've been putting a tagline on my post for five years now, saying, welcome to The Hunger Games. Five years I've been doing it. And now people say, no, it's like the Hunger Games. Yeah, I know. I've been at it for that long. Um, They're just completely, they're not out of touch. We don't matter to them. We are irrelevant. If you're a member of the Tory party, leave now. Stop giving them your money. They're not going to change until you change. They need to be sat there with no party, with no party members. Shock them. Shock them. Yeah. I do agree and, with you on that, June. I do I do think they see us just as um, uh, a farmer would cattle in, in, in his farm, and, and they manage us that way. They don't see us yeah. as um, as equal human beings, which we are. Um, yeah, and um, something's, something's got to change. I mean, look, you know, I talking about, you know, this inequality and all these things going on behind the scenes, I was looking at um, uh, an ex, a post on X the other day, and apparently... I can't. I haven't verified this, but this is the the allegation that Prince William and the royal family own huge amounts of shares. I mean, we're talking large amounts of shares in 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 Serco, which is the organisation which is managing a lot of the refugees that are coming or refugees that are coming across in the boats. Um, so you know, so so they're making money. The establishment, while well, they're saying we've got to stop the boats, you know, we've got to stop this illegal immigration. They're making huge sums out of it. It's all just a game, isn't it? Um, it is well, just a game to, to them. They do not care about the consequences for us. They've got to be seen to be saying they've got to stop it, but it's quite clear if you wanted to stop it, you could. If you wanted to stop it, you could. If you can shut a whole country down because of a virus that didn't wasn't anywhere near as dangerous as they said, if you can shut every single business and home down, then you can stop a few little dinghies coming across the channel. And all you have to do is is get tougher. And that doesn't mean to treat the people in the dinghies worse. You know, 
get a frigate out there, get them on board, give them a hot meal, make sure they've got dry clothing and take them back to France. And France is a safe mm. country. They are not fleeing war. They are not fleeing being persecuted for being homosexual. They are in France. They have been in France a number of weeks. They have been living safely. They are not fleeing persecution. Once they touch that dinghy, they are making a, a decision, a choice. I prefer this country to that country. That's what they're saying. And when you're fleeing persecution, you don't get a choice. You just get a safe haven. Nobody will be in this sea. Nobody will be drowning yeah. in the sea from the Atlantic deciding which lifeboat to choose. You'd just be glad of the lifeboat. They're already on the lifeboat. The lifeboat's called France, and there's plenty of space for them, and they don't need to make this pilgrimage across the water. It, the, the worst thing of all, of course, is that this actually funds traffickers, people who are making money out of people's misery. The trouble is it's the legislation and unfortunately, everybody's got skin in the game. The lawyers make yeah. money out of um, defending these people with our legal aid system. It, it's all corrupted, every single thing along the way. And I've seen it because I've had a house in Europe. I've had a house in the south of France. I've had one in the Alps. And I've seen how other countries ignore European legislation that doesn't suit them. EU legislation that doesn't suit them, they do not adhere to. We adhere to everything. We're not even in the EU anymore, and we're still adhere, adhering to it. This European Court of Human Rights, it's supposed to be so that people can have a better life, but it's abused because a man has literally said he's claiming his asylum case because he wants he has the right to family life. The family life is because he's uh, going to eventually meet up. He hasn't met him yet. A third cousin. A third cousin. What the hell's a third cousin? That's a member of the public, yeah. isn't it? No, I think, so, you know, I think, I think the June, I think the public have woken up to the fact that this is a problem now. Um, but then are still, I don't think, awake to the fact of what's actually going on, the game that's being played here. Because um, I didn't realise this until very, very recently, but we've got a foreign aid budget. And um, I forget how many billion it is. I think it's a couple of billion at least is being directed from the foreign aid budget to pay for all these migrants. And when you look at how much on average the UK spends per um, illegal migrant, it's about £50,000. I think it might be €50,000, fifty, one of the two, um, around that figure. And that compares to France, which they pay out €5,000. So the UK is paying out 10 times as much per illegal immigrant for them coming into the country. We obviously advertise all of the services they get, like a mobile phone so much a week, uh, you know, three meals a day. Um, and it's a scam. It's not just the fact that this is a problem now for, for you know, for UK residents and for people in small communities where these people are being put. This is a game. This is a game. And people are making, in the UK, rich people from the establishment are making huge sums of money by redirecting this money from the foreign aid budget into the pockets of landowners and Serco and all of the other services which are needed to sustain these people once they get here. That's the, that's the truth. People are making a lot of money out of this. I think there's another aspect here that nobody's considered, and I got told this by a friend last night who's got some health issues and he's going privately. And even though he's going privately and he's paying, he can't get an appointment till March. And he can't get an appointment till March because a lot of the private hospitals have been helping the NHS cope with their backlog, getting paid, of course. You don't get to use a private hospital without paying into their profit-driven system, which is fine. I'm not knocking that. But if you're going privately and you've been paying that insurance every month because as you get older it costs more money and then you're still faced with a waiting list till March and it's something you're worried about that incapacitates you, um, there's something wrong. This is another add-on to the fact that the NHS is oversubscribed, people are, are using it tag lag, too many people in the country you know, Nigel Farage said 17,000 have disappeared. I think it's more like 25,000. I honestly do, um, because of past figures and working out how it's continued and the little videos you see that never make social media where dinghy pulls up, 15 people get out and walk ashore in places like uh, Gravesend and folks, and they just walk ashore. There's nobody there. They disappear. How do you do yeah. that? You do that with a mobile phone and a mate that's already there.
and then they're in the system that the, they can just work on the black you know on the black economy um yeah and that's having a the, the health thing people should look into that if you're paying into a private health um like Booper or someone, I, I would seriously contact them and say, what are the lead times for seeing a specialist on whatever it is you've got wrong with you? Because I think times are changing, even for people who are paying private health systems. I think I think we're in for a shock, a real shock. Yeah. Okay, June, I think we've um, covered enough on that because I do want to – we've only got a couple of minutes left, but I do want to talk about this because good old Fishy Rishi Sunakers – um, has been putting out his propaganda um, via the official number 10 um, account on X, claiming that they've, you know, reduced the backlog on the boats, claiming that they've halved, halved inflation and all a whole myriad of other things which they're claiming they've done. Now, the amusing thing here is that the, the Prime Minister's official account or the number 10's official account has now got community notes. And I noticed this morning <laughs> that it's not just one, it's lots of community notes um, showing well, that actually they're just talking absolute bollocks. Yeah. Well, I've just done a video that I've put up on my page about it. When your own prime minister's getting corrected on Twitter, please, <laughs> it's time to give up. I mean, this man has no more interest in Great Britain. He'll clear off to America or somewhere else. We're just a notch on his rifle butt. Um and unless we do something about it, the best advice I can give people is talk to your friends, get them to get the news from social media. Um, also, if you've got an inkling, if you're really frustrated, get into local politics. Don't snub your nose at getting involved in your parish council or your local council because you can make a difference. You've only yeah. got to look at that yeah. woman who went to visit her council and showed the reality of the green agenda um, it's amazing what she's achieved. Exactly, June. And I am coming round to that conclusion. We've seen a new political party started in Oxford. And I do think we need to get people in at the ground in councils first before we can break the, um, you know, the Westminster bubble. But anyway, June, um, thank you. Um, Happy New Year to you. Um, thank you for, for joining me today on today's thank show. You. And hopefully we'll, we'll sort out those technical issues so that we can actually see your lovely face as well next week. Right, to the rest of you, don't go anywhere. Stick with us right here on today's News Talk TNT.